Testing, testing. Hello friends and welcome back to another episode of Sounds Like a You Problem. Today, again, a little bit of tough love. We're going to really get into it, guys. I have... Sounds Like a You Problem, podcast episode two, take two. Alright guys, today we are really going to get into it. Um, this is episode two of Sounds Like a You Problem. Thanks for joining us. Make sure if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Music to give it a rating. And if you're watching this on YouTube, I would love if you liked, commented, and hit the subscribe button. It helps me a lot and helps this message reach other people. So we're talking about shame, guilt, and regret today. And guilt is a response of your moral compass, right? So it depends where your moral compass lies what's right and what's wrong, what feels good in your body and in your soul to you, and if you're making the conscious right decision or wrong decision. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because I was listening to a podcast with Sivo, who is in sobriety, I think for like 20 or 22 years, which is incredible and amazing. Um, but he made a really good point. He was talking about how shame is unhealthy, but regret can be a he- regret can be healthy. So when you have guilt, or you feel guilty for doing something, there are two emotional responses. One is shame, where you feel shameful. And shame has a negative connotation for good reason, right? Shame is secretive. It's something that you don't want to acknowledge or talk about, typically. And regret is something that everyone voices. Everyone has some sense of a regret or some form of regret that they have probably voiced or conversated with another person about. So that's the healthy part of it, right? Shame is is the secretive, like, I don't want to tell anyone of this. This is a sense of illegitimate. It's a response to suffering, okay? Shame is a response to suffering. You're suffering because you feel guilty. Regret is a form of guilt, okay, that is realized. When you realize something, when you are aware of something, you can grow and learn. And what are we here to do today? Grow and learn. If you are not growing and learning and you have no interest in growing and learning, this is the wrong podcast for you. I'm not the person you should be listening to. And if you can't take a little bit of tough love and genuine, straight up me calling you out on bullshit, again, not the podcast for you. Um, But I do it out of love, okay? Truly, I do it out of love. So let's talk about Now that we've covered what, you know, shame being secretive and negative and unhealthy, it doesn't help us get anywhere. Sitting in that feeling of like, oh my God, what was me? I'm the victim. Like, I can't tell anyone about this. It's so just disgusting and heinous that I made this decision. And then there's regret. Like, hey, I'm going to righteously talk about the fact that I made this decision and I regret it. I wouldn't make it again. I would not make this decision again because X, Y, Z. And because I won't make this decision again, I've made a promise to myself and or to others to not make this decision a second time. So I am learning. By having regret, you are learning to not make the same choice again. You are making a promise. You are having awareness in that situation to not make that choice again. So let me relate it to my alcoholism. When I was an alcoholic, I did a lot of things, okay? 
that in the beginning of my sobriety, I was very shameful of. Very shameful. They were guilty acts. Some were illegal. Some were just morally not aligning with how I wanted to be as a person. And ultimately, I could have, and why a lot of people's sobriety doesn't succeed is because they sit in that shame. They sit in that negative feeling, woe is me, I'm the victim. I can never talk about this. I will never be understood. Get over it. I mean, seriously, we are all human and until you can acknowledge that we all sin and we all make mistakes and that there are going to be people that judge you and there are going to be people that understand you, no matter who you are, no matter what you're saying, no matter what you're doing, you could be understood and loved and valued by those who understand you or you can say nothing, do nothing and get nothing in return. And that sounds like a you problem. I'm giving you all the tips and tricks and tools right here, okay? And we're going to talk about how to change and turn shame into regret, which I know it seems like, like, oh, well, you know, regret's still kind of a negative thing. Let's just end that narrative right now, okay? There isn't a single person in this entire world that you're going to meet that isn't regretful of something. And if they're not, they're extremely narcissistic, toxic, and unhealthy and need some help. But that is a story for a different day, okay? So if you have regret, congratulations, because it means that you are somewhat of a self-aware human being who has a conscious, a moral compass, and is trying to do better. If you can acknowledge a mistake that you made and be self-aware of not making it again, you're going to regret that decision, but also I'm so proud of you because we have learned something, okay? Learning, changing, growing, all beautiful things cannot be done without self-awareness, okay? So if you're going to sit in those shame and guilt feelings, we're going to turn that into regret. How do we turn that into regret? We make a promise. We make a decision. We make an oath. We make different decisions, okay, that lead us to a different outcome that align with what we feel is morally correct. Does that make sense? So instead of sitting there being shameful and guilty, think about how you can improve as a person. Think about why you won't make that decision again. Think about why it was wrong to you. Think about what you can do in your own mind that will make you feel as though you've resolved this issue. And then boom, the next thing you know, you're talking about it. You're having conversations. You're open about it. And it moved from shame to a regret because we're speaking about it. How beautiful is that? Don't we just love a little conversation? And there's another point that I wanted to touch on in this episode about shame, guilt, regret, all of those things. You will never... Okay, 
I got cut off. Let's get directly back into it. So the thing is, you can healthily experience, healthily experience regret because it acknowledges your remorse and your consciousness. So I want you to be proud of your regrets. And if you're not proud of your regrets, at least be proud of the fact that you have regrets, okay? Give yourself some grace. Forgive yourself once. Like, you have to shift this mindset. You have to shift this narrative. The only person that you were stuck with for your entire life from birth until death is you. You are the person you get to hear for the rest of forever. You are the person you have to deal with on a daily basis, nonstop, 24-7, my friend. So you want to turn those internal thoughts and you want to, you, you, you need them to be kind of good. I mean, let's be honest. It's going to be really rough if they're never getting better, they're never improving. And the best apology, okay, best way to show that you're remorseful, which is the best way to get through a regret, through shame, okay, is apology. I'm sorry, is changed and improved behavior. The best apology is changed and improved behavior. So do that. Then you switch from shame to regret. And it works for current, future, and past actions. I know, pretty cool. You can do this for anything, okay? Any decision you've ever made that doesn't quite sit right in your heart. And if you're listening to this podcast or watching it on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. Um, and something has come up in your mind that you're thinking about while listening to this, I think we know what that means. Okay? So the best way to do this and the easiest way to do this is to sit down and think about your decision or your choice. Write it out. Why do you feel shameful? Is it secretive? Does someone make did someone make you feel like this needs to be a secret? Does society make you feel like this needs to be secret secretive? Like who is it? Why is it that you feel shameful? And then take ownership and change that behavior. Make a promise to never make that decision again, okay? And you if you've ever heard that famous Taylor Swift quote that is going around on TikTok that says, "You don't have to forgive to move on." You don't have to forgive and you don't have to forget to move on. That is totally true. But to live with yourself the rest of forever, I promise that life will be so much easier if you can find a little room to forgive yourself. And it is so simple. It really is. You just have to be aware. How are things making you feel in the moment? Are you conscious of it? Are you aware of it? Are you thinking it through? Okay? And holding yourself accountable is one of the best things a human can do. But it's not something that people are always aware that they're not doing. Like a lot of times I think that people make mistakes or if you've ever known someone and they're just like a crappy person to be around and you're just like drained after you see them and you avoid seeing them or like you have a family member that everyone, you know, gangs up on when they're not there, like because they're just the worst person ever. A lot of times those people that we dislike or just can't even understand how they can make the choices or decisions that they make and not see that there's repercussions to their actions or not be, you know, somewhat aware that what they're doing is negatively affecting others and themselves. I think that those people genuinely, a lot of the time, don't even realize that they're doing or being who they are. There are so many people out here who are literally not self-aware, but they're doing what's always worked for them. 
So in high school, they might have acted out or screamed or yelled or said something super controversial because guess what? It got attention. Maybe they were lacking attention at home. And so maybe this was a way to fulfill that attention desire, right? Okay, and it worked for them. And then instead of them ever reevaluating this again, this behavior that they had in high school, which was childish and immature and inappropriate, continues on through their adult life because it's working for them. It is satiating their desire and need for attention, even if it's negative, even if it's inappropriate. And a lot of those people just aren't looking within themselves. They're not sitting down and thinking about where their life has went, where it has gone, and how it got there. You know what I'm saying? And like how you continue to grow and and improve and be a better version of yourself. And the last thing any of us need in our life are yes men. Okay? No one needs a yes man. No one needs a yes man. Those people that we're talking about are their own yes man. They are the ultimate yes man to themselves. And that sounds like a you problem. Okay, those are the people that just you do not want to tolerate, you do not want to hang out with, you do not want in your circle. Like you have to set boundaries with these people because my goodness, can you imagine how much more of a disaster this world would be if none of us took ourselves seriously or held ourselves accountable for anything that we did ever, just like these individuals do. And again, it's always worked for them. Um, But they are just genuinely have no interest in changing themselves or their perspective or their self-awareness and self-awareness will change so much about you. Sobriety forced me into being self-aware, literally. Because I had to figure out everything in my life because I went from teenager drinking into adulthood, okay? So then, boom, all of a sudden I wake up sober and I'm an adult. How do I adult? What do I do? What do I like to do for fun? How do I behave? How do I have conversations? How do I conduct myself in public? How do I carry myself? What is my outward demeanor? How do I want people to perceive me, right? All of these things. What do I enjoy doing? What do I not enjoy doing? It comes with learning yourself. It comes with evaluating yourself. You can't learn yourself if you don't evaluate yourself. And this can be really, really simple, but if you find that you have a hard time focusing and figuring that out, write the shit down. Write it in your notes app for convenience. Do you know how cluttered my notes app is? Okay, guys, it's bad, it's bad. But it makes me feel more like the human that I'm meant to be. Okay, sobriety and being so self-aware, which is why I don't want this whole thing to be about sobriety. It's just everything that sobriety has brought to the forefront of my mind, my heart, and my life. And that is self-awareness. You know what I mean? I hope you know what I mean. I hope I'm not like being redundant with the words that I'm using. I just really want to get my point across. And sobriety led me to making and having so many great opportunities to relearn myself and rewrite myself. And it is literally never too late to be whoever it is you want to be, do whatever it is you want to do. You just have to do it. Does that make sense? So stop being shameful. Try to turn that into a healthy regret that you can have conversations and teach other people from, whether it's a niece, a nephew, a son, a daughter, maybe your own dad. Maybe, you know, a friend. Learning these things and having these conversations and growing is how we get to be the best version of ourselves. And I'm telling you what makes life a whole lot less stressful. And I'm going to get into how I 
was able to live a less stressful life coming from the insane childhood that I had. If you watched the first episode of me talking about addiction, you know a little bit of my backstory. And a lot of the work that I have put in has led me to an extreme amount of self-confidence. But you need a healthy amount of self-awareness in there, right? Because no one's perfect. There's always room for improvement. And yeah. I love being in this journey with you guys of ultimately becoming the best versions of ourselves. I also plan to do some pretty fun episodes um, regarding just like maybe the dating scene or like friendships and losing friendships and things like that. Um, I have a lot of things. I also have, you know, I just have a lot of opinions. That's why I have a podcast. (laughs) That's why I made this podcast because I've got a lot to talk about, okay? So thank you so much for watching. If you enjoyed this video, you learned something from it, or you just like the way that I talk, give it a like, give it a rating, subscribe to me on YouTube, please, again, because at some point, somewhere, someone is going to need to hear this message, and by you doing that, you support my daydream, but you also help get that message out to other people. Okay, thanks for listening. I will see you guys all in the next episode of Sounds Like a You Problem. Bye!